Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am really, really excited today that we have Dr. Jules Cormier with us. He is coming to us from Dieppe, New Brunswick, Canada, which is on the eastern coast of Canada. He is a family medicine doc, and he has an incredible story to share. Dr. Cormier chose family medicine as a specialty because it gives him the opportunity to form lifelong relationships with his patients, as well as the time and resources to discuss plant-based diets and lifestyle medicine. Dr. Cormier has an active online presence. If you haven't followed him, you must. It is so good. Where he also shares his blog posts about the benefits of plant-based eating, weight loss, plant-based diets for athletes, and even his own passion for fitness by documenting his workouts on Instagram and on YouTube. So inspiring. And more recently, in July of 2022, Dr. Cormier competed in the World Ninja Championships as a 41-year-old plant-based athlete. His story is incredibly compelling about his own health history, and at one point, his own medical emergency led him to believe that he might actually be dying. He himself found out what was going on. He made his own diagnosis, was actually able to heal and help himself and even his own child. So welcome. Welcome, Dr. Cormier. We are so excited that you're here to share your story. Awesome. Thanks for, for lending me your platform so I can talk about it. Yeah. So, so tell us what happened. Tell us, tell us all the things. Well, basically the whole story started, uh, I'd say at the start of in the early 2000s, when I played sports, I got my first 
during a basketball match, starting having hives. And basically, it was diagnosed with urticaria. And probably a few months, six months after, I had my first uh, angioedema attack, which basically would be described like facial swelling, swelling around my mouth, around my eyes that happened during a basketball match. I remember dismissing it as a one-off because I was at the beginning of my medical career, kind of knew what was going on, but found oh, probably some, someone wore a perfume or had something flew in my eye. Or, so kind of really minimized that, that, that episode uh, until it happened a second time. Now, the second time it happened, uh, I had slept at my mother-in-law's house. She had cats laying it on the cats. And in between those episodes, there was probably like a six month or a year span, I forget. But uh, I was dealing with chronic daily urticaria at that point. So taking reactin and antihistamines and creams, and uh, I was already diagnosed with a- asthma or an eczema and hay fever. It just kind of assumed it was all part of that same kind of allergic conditions that I was that, me and my and my uh, siblings had while growing up. Now, the last episode, the last severe episode I had happened again during a basketball match where about maybe an hour into the game, one of my, my friends looked at me and said, what's going on with your eye? And it started tingling and just kind of uh, itching a little bit. And I feared the worst because every single episode I'd had till that point got progressively worse. That episode scared me a lot. I mean, within half an hour, both of my eyes were, were closed shut. I, I couldn't, couldn't even put my glasses on. So my friend literally drove me home in my own car, dropped me off. My wife said, we're going to the hospital. And I, and I, wanted, to, I wanted to look like I was under control. So I was like, no, no, let's give ourselves a half an hour. I'm going to take some Benadryl. I'm going to put a cold compress on my face, take some reactant, relax. That's when the chest pain started. So I had a tightness in my throat, tightness in my chest, uh, tingling around my mouth. I got super scared super quickly. And instead of calling an ambulance, I called the hospital and told my friends, my wife, my my colleagues at the ER, my wife is going to drive me to the hospital. So we flew down the highway. Now I lived about 25 to 30 kilometers, which would be uh, in miles, I'm guessing about 15 miles from the hospital. Flew at the hospital, driving super fast, getting super scared, making my wife very nervous, got at the hospital and basically got diagnosed after a few days with uh, cholinergic angioedema. So cholinergic angioedema is basically a condition where after physical exertion or quick change in body temperature, your, your body will form hives, form urticaria, and in more severe conditions, you'll get angioedema and swelling. Between all those episodes, I was, I was always living with chronic hives and just it never got worse. It was affecting my quality of life, my asthma, and my allergy, but never, never where I was driving to the hospital, going to the hospital where I worked getting treated by colleagues that I had either taught because I teach at our local medical school or had taught me. 
and thinking I was going to die because at that point I recognized that it started to feel a lot like anaphylactis. I, I clearly survived and, and, and was treated adequately and got better very quickly. But I was left with that fear. I was left with that fear of constantly getting my fourth episode, which was the one that was going to take me away. And my life at that point revolved around sports. I mean, I was playing basketball every week. Uh, I, was, I was running, I was training, doing physical exercise almost daily. And I was getting highs daily. So managing it with, with my puffers and with my sprays, with my creams, with my medication. And even on top of all of that, still had those chronic daily hives and in, in always suspecting that the next episode was going to be the, the big one, right? Wow. Oh, how incredibly stressful and scary and all that fear to carry that with you every time you're exercising, every time those symptoms come up, every time wondering, is it now? Is this it? Is this going to be the one? Really, really, really frightening. What kind of discouraged me the most is that while I was exercising and getting those hives after having taken like prescription drugs daily, my dermatologist and, and immunologist basically was like, well, just double dose, just take more, right? And I was at a point where I was taking like off-label doses of antihistamines, combining them together, still getting hives going outdoors to shovel snow in the winter, coming back indoors, getting hives, sneezing every time I was close to a cat, getting hives. So even with ad adequate medical treatment, I, I, I was always living in fear that it was going to happen. And I remember the first year where I didn't play basketball, which is a sport that I played since high school, because I was afraid of, of getting another attack, right? So I kind of dealt with that for years until I, I had my first child. So my first child, Zara, which is, uh, she's going to be 10 now. So about 10 years ago, she was born with a, basically a diaper dermatitis, eczema, and asthma, right? So during the first year of her life, she had to see a dermatologist because her eczema got infected and her diaper rash got infected. And she was basically the worst case of dermatitis that I'd seen in my short career, I'd probably been working for five, six years at that point. But uh, I mean, it was my own daughter that was the worst case of eczema I had ever seen. That started, to, and the first time we drove her to the emergency room for an asthma attack was really when I started kind of trying to figure out how are we going to deal with this long term because the puffers aren't working. We're putting cortisone creams on her. That's clearly not helping. Uh, she's got blood in her stools. She's allergic to milk protein. My, my wife was, uh, was breastfeeding at the time. And that's when it all clicked. We need to be doing something with her lifestyle, right? So we, we saw a dietitian, and she recommended that we cut out the milk products. Now, it's funny. I've seen multiple doctors, was a doctor myself considered myself well-versed in all things allergy treatment and but never thought that maybe there was link with food right i couldn't connect any causal food to my symptoms but it was worth a try so when she got diagnosed with a, a protein a milk protein allergy and we cut off the um, 
milk from my wife's diet during breastfeeding, things got surprisingly better. And I decided too to get on a like dairy-free journey. Quickly, my super quickly, my symptoms got better. My just simple sneezing got better. My hives got better. And that's when I started to read uh, on studies on lifestyle changes and medical outcomes. And I started seeing, seeing the whole food plant-based diet kind of pop up regularly. Now, uh, at that point, I had minimal training in nutrition. We pretty much get no training in, in nutrition in medical school. Uh, so I kind of took it upon myself to try to read uh, up on the literature and, and read Dr. Greger's book and, and Dr. Barnard and Dr. Ornish and started reading about the studies that were done on PubMed. And slowly but surely, I was kind of convinced that there was significant amount of data maybe supporting that I should transition towards a, a more plant-based diet. Surprisingly, within a few months, my hives were gone and I continued transitioning towards a plant-predominant diet in about, I'd say, 18 months after I started, I was completely whole food plant-based and basically had reversed every single one of my conditions. I mean, I stopped taking my puffers. I stopped using my creams. I was running, playing basketball, training every day without any hives. Uh, I still remember the first workout I did where I, I looked at my wife and showed her my arms and said, look, I don't have any hives anymore. So that was kind of an aha moment for me. I mean, my, my kids' eczema got better after multiple bouts of antibiotics and harsh steroid creams. Then I had a second child that had the same conditions diagnosed right off the bat. So we went, we put her on a plant-based diet as well. Because when you're a doctor, the guidelines still say cow's milk in a child. The, the guidelines still say make sure to get enough iron and give her red meat, right? So we were in a tough spot where I was kind of conflicted, right? The guidelines say something. But I, and I was still recommending recommending these guidelines to my patient. Yet my child was uh, I was a bad case of deja vu where I was seeing the same conditions happen with my second daughter. So not long after that, the whole family went plant based, basically, and that's kind of when our our life drastically changed. That's incredible. So we do spend so much time studying Western medicine and practicing Western medicine where we give medications for symptoms. And many times that's what's needed. But in this situation, really getting to the cause, causal medicine, well, why is that happening? Well, what's causing that? We can just keep giving those pills, but what's causing it? Can we make it go away? And that's where you just had the foresight to just dig into the medical literature and to just study and to figure it out yourself. And you did, and you basically decreased all that inflammation, right? So inflammation was being caused by the foods that you were eating. And that was causing all the symptoms that you were having. And so now you and your children are able to go into different types of temperature situations and not have those symptoms anymore and animals as well. <laughs> Exactly. Basically, now we have a dog. <laughs> I was very scared about having a dog uh, in my allergies. Uh, that, that was no issues. I mean, 
within a few years, I was completely whole food plant-based, stopped my medication. I, I ran my first uh, sub two-hour uh, half marathon this summer without even using puffers. Basically, I remember at one point in my life, I was so embarrassed that I was taking puffers in my closet when no one was looking before before going to train or, or work out in my home gym. I had a puffer in my car and one in my backpack and one in my work bag and my workout bag. I mean... I never imagined that food would have such a drastic impact on how I felt, right? And since I transitioned, I mean, my, my, my athletic performance kind of went through and recovery kind of went through the roof, right? And remember, I wasn't eating a junk food diet before that. I thought I was eating healthy, right? After a workout, I drank a big glass of milk because that was protein and that was carbs and I'm, I'm so I thought I was eating a, a pretty healthy diet before that, but surprisingly, uh, following what the data said, I mean, I know I know my anecdote is a low level of evidence, but I think a lot of people have the same story as I do, and the data kind of kind of backs it up now, right? Since then, my children both are playing uh, a lot of sports. Don't get me wrong, if they have a bad cold, we'll start them on their puffers just because I'm still a doctor and I still believe medication have their their, their place in medicine. But I think that doctors should be a little bit more well-versed in trying to find a root cause of the condition instead of just kind of treating the symptoms, right? And it was a interesting process navigating as a doctor through the medical system and seeing all these doctors and having no one ever recommend changing my diet or even interrogating my diet, right? Uh, I'm the one who kind of stumbled upon it. And I, I don't think if it weren't for my daughters having these medical conditions as well, that I wouldn't ever have clicked because I got desperate. And I do understand a lot of people won't have a life-threatening aha moment there where they're like very desperate to change. But I, I'm kind of blessed that, that that time in the hospital happened, right? Because since then, I mean, I've been training in, in working out harder than ever, recovering faster than ever, my mental clarity, and my, my, I'm able to work better, concentrate more. I'm just generally happy. And I was such a, at a low in, in 2014 when my second daughter was born that I really got inspired when everything got better to kind of speak out. So that's kind of why I started the website and made sure to try to kind of talk about nutrition to medical students I'm teaching, to my patients as well, and kind of organically really ended up having like this, this lifestyle medicine facet to the work I'm doing. Oh, so good. So the ripple effect of your own story, your own personal story, your own health, the health of your children, you were able to touch so many of your patients and all the medical students that would not otherwise have this information. They get to learn what you and I and many other doctors, thousands of other physicians never learned, which is the power of nutrition, how it can help you, how it can hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, your story is extreme, but for those that are listening, what Dr. Cormier is telling us and what the medical literature tells us is that there are many food products that are damaging to your health. They cause inflammation. They cause illness. They cause you to not feel good. They cause disease. 
we know this now. And so even though you may not be having the extreme symptoms that he has had or that his children have had, changing your diet even a little bit each day, adding more plants to your diet. You know, they say eat food, mostly plants, not too much, (laughs) right? So we want, or eat food, not too much, mostly plants. So we want as much as you can, as much as you can put those plants into your diet because those plants are what are going to keep you healthy. Yeah. And I think people, they shouldn't be intimidated by going all the way very quickly, right? My journey took almost two years, almost 18 months, Mm -hmm. where I started with monthly goals of starting to cut out dairy and then uh, decrease cheese and then decrease ultra processed foods. And maybe once a month or two, I made a, a, a change, right? And that kind of self-sustained built up some, some confidence that the process wouldn't interfere with my social life too much. And about within a year and a half, I had basically made the full transition, right? So I think people try to go a little bit too quickly in introducing too many plants too quick and create some friction with their life, right? And so they kind of revert back to, to what, what's easier. Yeah, baby steps are fine, right? Anything you do is helpful. Even if it's one thing every day, just a little thing. You know, I I like to say 1% better every day. Can you be 1% better today than you were yesterday? Right, how can you do that? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be intimidating. And it doesn't have to be intimidating because I know that you have a ton of information on your website. You offer recipes and blogs and information. You answer so many questions that so many people have about plant-based eating and even fitness and so on. So it's there. You're helping people, whether it's on your website, through your blogs, through your teaching in person, through all of your incredibly inspiring posts on social media. It's just so good, the ripple effect that you are having on everyone that's able to come in contact with you through any of these methods. Oh, thanks so much. Super nice. So is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you'd like to share before we close? Any, any other pearls of wisdom? Well, uh, I think that what I get asked the most is about plant-based diets for kids, right? So parents that have young kids and, and how to help them transition. I, I think that my main takeaway there would be simply to look at things that people are already eating and not try to reinvent the wheel, but simply make modifications to what you're already eating and try to make it plant-based. And fixing yourself really small but digestible goals, maybe like you said, 1% per day, get better. I personally did it by monthly challenge, challenges, which was like, this month I'm not eating red meat, but I still ate everything else at the beginning. And, and if you can just stick to the small changes, I think the process will kind of self-sustain itself, right? You, you feel better, you feel confident that you're able to succeed. And then the next the challenge becomes less and less intimidating, right? Until that you progress through the spectrum and you end up and you end up where, I mean, I don't think everyone has the intensity maybe of going full whole food plant-based like, like some of us have done, but I think anything that you're doing and increasing more plants, your health is going to be benefited from that. You're going to live a little bit longer with a better quality of life and, 
I mean, the data is clear that it will definitely reduce risk of many chronic illnesses just by making small changes, right? Yeah. And for those of you out there, plant-based sounds, no, I can't do that. It's too much. Then how about the language plant-centered? I really like that because that means that you're adding more plants. Maybe you're not completely plant-based. Maybe someday you will be. But even just being plant-centered is going to help you take a step forward in your own health and your own well-being. Yeah, Absolutely. So Dr. Jules Cormier, as aka Dr. Jules, mm-hmm. <laughs> plant-based Dr. Jules, <laughs> where can people find you? Well, I'm on my fitness handle on Instagram is at Maritime Ninja. And my uh, plant-based uh, handle is at plant-based underscore doctor underscore jewels. And uh, on my website as well, plantbaseddrjewels.com. Okay. And that's a wonderful place for people to start if they want to start by starting and to take a step forward, even today, just one step forward towards yourself and towards your own health. I want to thank you so much, Dr. Jules. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your inspiring story. Thank you so much to everyone listening and for taking time to care for amazing you. Remember to be kind to one another and to be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD Podcast. Hi. I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short videos for you where you can learn stress-relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And on the homepage, it says, feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?